This is Baja SAE Shop Talk, the official podcast of the Baja SAE series. Hey everybody, welcome back to Shop Talk, the Baja SAE podcast, ready with another episode here as we're gearing up for uh, going to Arizona for the first Baja event. It's been a good while, actually, uh, with everything going on. I'm Mike Sorg, the podcast and video producer for the SAE CDS series. Uh, and we're here with uh, a crew to talk about this first upcoming event uh, for the, the first of the you know, dynamic part of the season, I guess. Uh, of course, you've been out there doing some work with the knowledge events and everything. But first of all, we have Sarah Guffey, the program support manager with SAE International. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, Mike and everybody. I'm doing good. <laughs> and we have with us the co-organizers of Baja SAE Arizona, Tony Rivera. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. And Josh Spivey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here, Mike. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us and taking your time out to help uh, prepare the students for what to expect here as we get back on the grounds for uh, Baja. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the dust flying and, and everything. I don't know. I, I think we're going to the desert, so there should be a lot of dust going on out there, right? Yeah, we're going to try to keep it. We'll, we'll try to keep it manageable, but there will probably be more dust than we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, uh, please tell us about, uh, you know, for each of you, what's your role in the competition? So I'm co-organizer along with Josh, and we've been wanting to bring Baja SAE back to Arizona. Basically, ever since Josh and I both got involved as students, we've been wanting to try to bring it back to Arizona. I've been trying for a number of years to, to get everything put together to try to put it in SAE's ear that it would be a good idea to host it out here. And over the last couple of years, all the pieces started falling together and, uh, you know, got connected with Josh and the rest of the crew down, down in Tucson. And we were able to put together all the pieces to bring it out here to Arizona. Yeah, I'm just uh, excited here when Tony reached out to, to do this. I hadn't been involved with Baja for a number of years. Uh, I know he had stayed with the tech inspection side, but when, it, when the opportunity arose to go out there and do some of this. I jumped at the opportunity to get back in my old Baja car and uh, start just having fun with these guys and making a course and planning an event that we think the students will really enjoy. So you mentioned that uh, uh, both of you were students with the series. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your past experience. Uh, you know, how, how were you involved with the CDS series previously? Yeah, we both actually started around the same time. Um, we were competitors against each other. Um, you know, a lot of my first memories from Josh were from competing against him in Kansas and Washington and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Josh is from University of Arizona. I'm from Arizona State. So naturally, we're rivals. Uh, but when we get to competition, it would all be uh, all that would sort of the competitive spirit would be there. But at the same time, we're all, you know, from the same state. And, you know, if, if somebody needed help, we would help each other out. So I remember. Uh, the U of A team gave us one of their steering racks, one of their spare steering racks when we broke ours over in Kansas and stuff like that. So, you know, we started to get to know each other way back then. And, uh, you know, I personally was a competitor for three years doing Baja SE, um, only doing one competition per year, um, in various different roles, um, but basically the captain of the team by the time I graduated. Um, you know, helping do all that and then uh, did some volunteering for a little while. And then I became a national tech inspector. I've been doing that for the last eight or nine years as well before I 
decided to put on the organizer hat as well. Yeah, my uh, my experience here was, uh, you know, like Tony said, we met way back um, in the late uh, 2000s, I guess, doing competitions. Uh, I did four years of Baja um, when Baja was fairly new to the University of Arizona. Um, it really only been around about a year or so when I joined as a club. Um, and so we had a lot of fun growing that club, learning, uh, meeting lots of uh, great students, not only from my school, but like Tony said, from ASU and uh, honestly around the country. One of the coolest experiences I had was meeting some guys from ETS and forming some friendships with them uh, a long time ago. And so just that camaraderie and stuff is really fun. Um, once I graduated, I stayed involved with the U of A. I'm still involved somewhat with them, um, just helping a little bit on the mentoring side. Um, also uh, do some machining work um, for a living. So I help them out with that. And I'm involved actually kind of on the side through gauged engineering. A lot of you guys run their CVTs and I'm uh, one of the manufacturers for Gage. So it's been great to stay involved and now be a part of the event once again. So, of course, you know, you're brand new organizers to this. Can you tell us your experience as a first time organizer, obviously kind of taking on an abnormal situation going into what was supposed to be a 2020 event and is now a 2021 debut for you? Yeah, that was certainly interesting. Um, you know, we, we had a good group of organizers last year. We were all super excited. We had a really good venue with uh, a lot of existing courses that were going to be really, really fun and exciting. And we were sort of right down to the wire on actually hosting the event. I mean, you know, we had, it was to the point where we had some non-refundable uh, down payments on things. You know, it was really getting down to the wire on this. And when, when COVID started coming around, it just became less and less, you know, a possibility for us to host the event for 2020 and that that broke a lot of our hearts we had put so much time and effort into everything around you know organizing the event we had had track days out there validating all of the courses and you know we were really really psyched to put on the event and then COVID happened and you know obviously the event didn't happen last year so that was kind of a bummer so with you know, the possibility of doing the 2021 event, you know, we were really excited about it. So we decided to gather as many of the organizers that we had as we, the, the organizers from previous years as we could and got some new organizers involved. And we started putting all the pieces together to host for 2021. Um, unfortunately, we lost some of our organizers, which happens. And then uh, we also lost our venue, which was really unfortunate. But we've got uh, the venue next door. Um, which is uh, can be really good. We've, we've got a lot of good treats uh, for all the students. Yeah, it's probably important to note in general, um, you know, that venue change. We did up like date it online, but um, teams just be aware that it's not the exact same location as last year, but it is close by. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you show up to last year's address, the gates will be locked and you will be about 100 yards away from where you need to go. All right. Now that we've kind of looked at the background, let's uh, uh, start looking at what to expect this year from that on-site event. Uh, let's start with what are the COVID restrictions and requirements and, and, and how are they going to affect the competition this year? Um, yes. Yeah, so as everyone, you know, come to know, we are going to have some COVID restrictions. Um, we've been putting some information out there. SAE's been putting some information out there. Um, but we're working really hard 
that even with these restrictions to have a, a great event. And I think we will. So important things to note for this year, um, this will be a face mask required event um, at all times, unless you're driving in the vehicle. Um, there will be daily health screening procedure upon check-in. Um, we're hoping to make that a seamless and smooth transition to get you guys in the gate every morning as possible. So please work with us on that. Um, there'll also be a required um, health form, which will be getting sent out. We'd like for you all to come pre-prepared with that every morning, which will help that transition process in through the gate. Um, other than that, social distancing, um, as we've all come to know and love over the past year or so, uh, you know, we will be having food at our event for you students uh, you know, to say thank you for all of your hard work. That's going to be all prepackaged and distributed to you guys. Um, so maybe look a little bit different, but we promise it's still going to be some really great food you guys can enjoy. Um, we're also doing some enhanced cleaning procedures across the site. Um, just to help keep that down. But other than that, there we've been fortunate um, to really get prepared and be aware. So we just ask that you guys, you know, work with us on those restrictions and we'll have a very enjoyable event. Yeah, the only thing I was going to add is that um, due to COVID restrictions from the county, we do have a, a maximum head count for the event. So we're, we're limited to 500 people overall. So unfortunately, it's a no spectator event. Um, and the only way that we'll allow people into the site is if they are, you know, a, a student or a sponsor or a volunteer for the event. We actually do have the uh, 2021 SAE COVID liability waiver available for you to download now. It's been up since March 12th, so you can download that. We highly suggest you download it, print it out, have some on hand. We'll have some on hand as well, but you definitely shouldn't rely on us for this. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about registration and the process, which most of you should be pretty familiar with at this point um, a little bit later. But basically, any way that you can be prepared ahead of time this year, uh, the better. So definitely print that out and bring it with you. It's under the 2021 CDS competition season folder at series resources. And it's under another folder called validation event. We'll be pushing it out again, just to kind of remind you guys as in the week or so leading up to the event. And of course, we're slated for April 29th through uh, May 2nd here uh, for the event. Uh, you know, when can uh, the students actually expect to arrive on site, especially with their cars and everything? Um, arrival for students will be on the morning of April 29th. The event is technically an afternoon start um, due to the smaller size of teams, uh, number of teams on site this year. So first day on site will be April 29th. And uh, I imagine the, the full event schedule should be available on the uh, Baja SAE app, correct? Correct. Uh, SAE pushed that out a few weeks ago, I believe. Excellent. So definitely, and we're going to mention it probably several times here, but make sure you have downloaded that app on your smartphone. That is going to be uh, where you get all the, the even on site, a lot of your uh, information and notifications, especially if there are any, you know, <laughs> everything from there's extra food to weather events to anything else that may be uh, uh, pertinent to the, the event and help you in the long run 
uh, get through the event as well. Uh, can we expect uh, sponsors to be on site with these changes? And should the students be prepared to bring their resumes? We do have a handful of sponsors that are planning to come. It is less than usual, I will say, just because a lot of companies still have travel restrictions imposed and um, there's definitely a, a little less than usual, but um, it never hurts to bring um, some copies of your resume with you. We also have the sponsor portal online. So if you forget to bring your resume, you can still log into your account at BajaSAE.net. And there should be a link right in your profile where you can connect with sponsors. It's on the right hand side. Um, so you can upload your resume there as well. But there will definitely be some on site. Like it was mentioned earlier, we have a restricted amount of people that are allowed on site. So some of the sponsors will be acting as volunteers in some respects. So those are probably some of the faces you are used to seeing if, if you've been to a Baja event before. But definitely it's a good idea to bring your resume for sure. You never know when a good opportunity might arise. Absolutely. You never know who you'll be interacting with when you're interacting with a volunteer at these events is something that I've learned over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny, we don't usually talk about this on here, but that's a really good point. Just not that we really have anybody that um, acts out at any of these events. But sure enough, if you find yourself doing something you're not supposed to do, uh, somebody important is going to see it. You may think you're just working with some random volunteer that's just local and somebody's, you know, dad or something, but um, you never know who you're talking to. So it's always a good idea to be on your best behavior and representing your, your school and your team to the best of your ability. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I've chatted up with volunteers from everything from like Volvo to Tesla to who knows in between, right? And have great conversations. So if I'm having those conversations, uh, you students uh, have a great opportunity there yeah, to, to get some connections, some real connections there as well. So are there any rules or uh, uh, dynamic changes the students need to be aware of this year? There's changes to the dynamic events in some ways. I mean, we've got a lot fewer cars for the competition this year in Arizona. So as such, we've cut down on the time for each of the dynamic events for dynamic day. So Instead of, you know, a full day of the volunteers out there in the sun, we've, we've cut down those hours a little bit to try to give the volunteers a break from standing out in the sun and to make it, uh, you know, match the number of cars a little bit better. It's still full day, but it's not eight to five. It's, you know, 10 to four or those types of hours. So it's not a full, full day of dynamic events. We, we cut the hours down a little bit on some of them. Okay, so they're going to be shorter periods, but they're going to still kind of overlap sort of what we're familiar with in past years. Yeah, I'd say that's correct. Are there any other site rules we should discuss uh, other than COVID restrictions as far as the paddock, the tech lines, engine checks, anything else? So only thing that I would really state for site rules, um, site's pretty normal. There is a um, paved course on site this year that's not being utilized. So we do ask students to avoid that. Uh, it'll be clearly marked off, so no issues there, but please don't go wander out onto that part of the site. Um, as far as tech line goes, uh, big thing is just, you know, social distancing in the lines, I guess would say, that does fall under the COVID, you know, type rules, but, uh, you know, a car length in between you guys is fine. Um, but other than that, there's there's nothing too um, 
out of the ordinary for us. We will have parking in one area and paddocks in another. So much like typical, you'll come in, drop your trailers off, take your tow vehicles back out to the parking lot and all the other rest of your team will enter um, through the volunteer and student parking area. But other than that, it's gonna be a pretty typical style event in my, in my opinion. The only thing I was going to add to that was that, you know, we've got a sort of check-in process document that we'll be releasing very shortly um, that goes through sort of what to expect before you get to the site, what to expect when you turn off the main road, parking, health screening, all that stuff that goes through step-by-step step what you should be expecting when you come onto site each day. And then for the tech lines thing, I believe, uh, I know that the Jason Rounds created an updated version for this year of what tech inspection looks like. Um, and it's basically the same as usual, but just less people inside the tent. I believe that was posted on either on the website or pushed out through the app. Actually both. <laughs> it's underneath the tech folder and series resources. You can download it directly there. It's in the tech bulletins. And I think it was pushed out last week. I don't know. It's fairly recent, but we did put in a news post so you can find it that way as well. And then for the paddocks, I believe the plan is that we're going to sort of uh, tape off each team's paddocks so that uh, to try to promote social distancing and for teams to stay within their own paddock area. You're correct, Tony. There, there won't be assigned paddocks, but there will be designated areas once you are on site for your team. Yeah, I think best practice is really for everybody to kind of stay with your group to the best of your ability. But um, obviously that, you know, th there's some wiggle room and some areas where you will have to mingle with others. But this is always a fun question whenever we're going out to the desert, because, of course, uh, uh, you know, students are from all over the country or countries in most years. What does Arizona have in store for us in the, in the sort of creatures and bugs we must be on the lookout for? So I had a, a former coworker that moved out to Arizona from the East Coast. And the way that he put it was, uh, when you're in Arizona or in the desert, anything and everything is trying to hurt you. The ground, the plants, the animals, everything. Um, so really just keep your eye out for everything. Um, you can probably expect to find snakes. There's a pretty high probability of that. Just being completely honest, all the snakes that we found while doing dynamic event setup were venomous. So watch out for that. There's a good chance you can find some scorpions. Don't go flipping over rocks looking for them. They'll find you if they want to be found. We've also got lots of different types of cacti. Um, the one to watch out for the most is the jumping choya, as it's called. It doesn't actually jump. But it sure does seem like it because it becomes unattached from the parent cactus and it can just be sitting on the ground and you won't even notice it. And it's got some uh, some hooks on the way that the uh, needles are shaped and they tend to grab onto you pretty good and not want to let go. And if you try to grab it with your hand, pull it off, then it gets stuck to your hand and it's just a it's just a bad situation. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the desert. I know the program manager, Kaylee, uh, last time she was in, I don't know if it was Arizona or maybe it was El Paso. She got bit by a scorpion. Um, so, In the event that a student actually does, you know, encounter one of these things, what should they do on site? 
No, that is, it's a great question. I, I put it on part of the check-in process, but it probably needs to be in some other places as well. Um, so if you do see any of the wildlife, any snakes or scorpions or anything like that, um, let someone from the event staff know, one of the volunteers, something like that. Um, we'll have radios. We're having someone on site that is uh, going to be able to relocate those animals um, safely without harming them. Um, so just let us know. We've got all the, the proper PPE to relocate any of those animals. And, and that's probably appropriate because, you know, them being close to like the racetrack, that's also dangerous for the animal as well. So we do want to make sure we are aware and making sure we're doing as little damage to the, the wildlife as possible, correct? Yes, please. So if you do um, get into an instance where you, you know, do come in contact with an animal or a cactus, we will have EMTs on site that can assist with that. Um, we did do a lot of track clearing and preparation um, for the cactus situation, but, you know, cars are cars and things will happen out there. So there may be that instance, but I feel like we've done a fairly good job of clearing and doing the best we can for being in the desert um, to make it as safe as possible. Also, make sure Volvo doesn't bring their uh, big, big base truck that attracts them. <laughs> they are. We like should be so good. Cow. We should be good. There's okay. no. We should be good on that. No, no, no super base <laughs> semi. Yeah, no. Attracting rattlesnakes. Good, good. No music to Jeez. summon the snakes. <laughs> we got that enough craziness in the past year and a half. We don't need any more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need. We don't need a snake turn these guys onto the track. Um, okay, all right. So, of course, you know, these are features of the desert, you know, uh, water, you know, and the heat and staying hydrated uh, is usually a concern in these situations. So how hydrated should we stay and and what is going to be the uh, water uh, situation on site for the students? Um, That's a great question. So, you know, most likely based on temperatures we're seeing now, it's going to be in the 90s um, during the event. So students definitely need to stay hydrated, you know drinking multiple glasses of water a day at a minimum. Um, As an event, we are planning to provide each team with two large cases of water um, to have sponsored um, by one of our local um, companies. And then in addition to that, if students need additional water, ice or anything like that, we'll have extras um, on site, make sure that no student goes in need when it comes to that. It might be worth noting, too, I know the heat is so different on that side of the country than it is over here. Like 90 in Pennsylvania, the humidity just it's awful. Right. Um, So it's definitely a lot different and probably something that, you know, everybody should be probably slathering on sunscreen, too, because the sun's just that much more intense. (laughs) Correct. It, It definitely sunscreen SPF 30 or higher. Um, a hat, um, large brimmed hat, if you, you know, would be ideal. And I know people are shy away from long sleeves in the heat, but light colored long sleeve shirts, um, are, are definitely going to be your friend after four straight days in the sun. So that's a very good point, Sarah, for the sunscreen. You know, if you would come to the event, um, it, yes, it's a dry heat, they call Arizona. So it does feel differently. You're not soaked with humidity. Um, but you should be sweating. And if at any time you stop sweating during the day, um, you know, please possibly go see those EMTs because that could be a sign that you're not having, uh, drinking enough water. Yeah. And I can speak from personal experience when we had our one formula event in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't know. It's very easy to think that you're good 
when really you're not, <laughs> you, it, it, you know, you think you should be drinking water and you think you're getting enough, but really you should be doing like double what you think you should be doing because it can really sneak up on you. And since it's not that, you know, heavy humidity, it's kind of, I don't want to say easy to miss, but it, it just it hits different for sure. Yeah. It's more like stepping into an oven than a sauna. Can you tell us about the sled pole event and how it originated in Arizona? So our event site, um, like much of Arizona, doesn't have any elevation change to it. So for the for the traction event, you know, we, we had to come up with what are we what are we going to do for that? I really wanted to do a silt bed, but that became logistically really hard to do because, you know, anyone who's raced in Baja down in Mexico knows, you know, it's famous for its silts beds and they just swallow up cars. And I thought that would be really cool to do, but logistically it wasn't really possible. So then we started talking about a sled pool and we toyed around with a lot of different concepts of what we could pull and, you know, where we could do it. And it it just got fairly complicated. So we started saying, well, what about a sled from somewhere else? you know, another organizer, maybe someone willing to lend us their sled so we started asking around sae started asking around and lo and behold uh university of wisconsin had a sled that they said they would let us use so we had it shipped across the country and they cleaned it up for us got it nice and ready and prepped and should be a good good event for us nice imported from wisconsin i like yeah, it. yeah they didn't send any cheese though i was kind of disappointed we did mention earlier that lunches will be provided to students this year. Is there anything else we want to mention on that? So outside of the one one or two meals a day that we are providing, we um, uh, there are no other vendors on site. There are some vendors uh, several miles up the road that students can go to purchase food, but there is nothing, you know, within five or 10 minutes even it's probably closer to 15 or 20 so remember it's going to be a little bit of trek if you do need to send somebody out for uh, uh rations i guess at this point right yeah also on on the food side of things we've got some mexican food and we are close to mexico so it's really good mexican food and it's stuff that you don't find on your typical menus um like if you were to go to mexican food places in some other parts of the country um so i'm i'm pretty excited about that we got arroz con pollo calabacitas it's just it's stuff that you don't necessarily find if you were to go get mexican food in tennessee or new york or something so i'm pretty excited about that there's like very few foods that can top authentic mexican food in my book so i have a question on that mexican food is there going to be any lingua no no lingua sorry we didn't go that authentic what is that now i'm curious it's it's tongue, cow tongue. Uh, Sarah, that that is cow tongue, and they serve it across the yeah. street. Yeah, I, t- I told you he has a legitimate taco stand. Like they're they're legit. <laughs> so at this year's event, we're excited um, to be able to provide at least one meal every day to the students. Um, on Thursday, we'll be providing a dinner to each of the students, sponsored by um, the local organizers, which we're really excited about. On Friday. Uh, We'll be providing a lunch, which is sponsored by the University of Arizona's College of Engineering. Um, Shameless plug, bear down. And uh, on Saturday, we're going to be providing 
another lunch sponsored by a local company, Sargent Aerospace and Defense. Really excited to have them on board this year. And on Sunday, we're really uh, honored to be able to bring all the students and volunteers both breakfast as well as a lunch during the award ceremony sponsored by the local SAE organizing group. And just one more comment when it comes to food, uh, there will be no grilling allowed on site, either propane or charcoal, so please plan accordingly. Um, outside of the daily meal that we'll be providing, food is available probably 15 to 20 minutes away from the site, uh, maybe 25. Uh, so nothing really close. So be prepared, you know, when you when it comes to that, if you're going to be bringing food or whatever on site, I would suggest that. But there are restaurants and other places uh, available just up the road across the freeway, um, not too far. Let's talk about swag for a minute. Will there be t-shirts on sale for students in addition to the sponsored SolidWorks event t-shirts that we usually see? So for this year, we're, we are proud to offer a t-shirt for sale for students. Uh, it will be online sales only. Um, no sales will be on site during the event. And SA will be pushing that link out um, in the next few days. Yeah, and a note on the SolidWorks shirts, um, they will actually be the same t-shirt at both locations this year, um, since we do, for the most part, have a different set of teams at both, but um, I think they're pretty cool this year, so I hope everyone is pleased with them. Sarah, um, do you want to talk about the buffs as a giveaway? And COVID precautions? Oh, yeah. So we also have... Um, Honda came on as, well, they sponsor a lot of stuff, as everybody knows, for Baja, but they are also providing the those buff bandana uh, giveaway items that we've had in the past. So they're branded Baja SAE and Honda. Um, so they are pretty cool, and we'll, we will have those on uh, site as well. And this year, you actually, I believe the plan is for everybody to get two. Awesome. Any idea what color they are this year? They are black with the red Honda logo on them. So I know black in Arizona, but you'll still look pretty cool. <laughs> and if you look on the schedule, there's a mandatory team captain and advisors meeting. Is that really mandatory? And why is it important that all teams uh, have representation at these meetings? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, mandatory. I mean, you know, as part of our COVID precautions, we're going to be trying to push as much stuff out through the app as we can. But for some stuff, it's just really important to uh, discuss those things, you know, at, at some sort of mandatory meeting. And, you know, with all the stuff we've been mentioning here, with the snakes and the cactus and the courses and everything else, there's, there's just a lot of details that are really important for the safety of the students that we want to make sure that we're clearly communicating. with them. And of course, uh, as we mentioned before, spectators are not currently permitted on site, correct? That is correct. Um, right now, we're, we're allowing the volunteers. Um, if you've got, you know, we, we've got a fair number of volunteers. So if your task ends at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're not needed in another area, you could go and watch some events. But that's pretty much it. You're, you're not really getting in the door unless you've got a volunteering position. Are you still accepting volunteers? And if so, how can they uh, connect to apply? So... As of this recording, there's still a few spots open, um, but as I mentioned earlier, we had to cap our overall capacity and the number of students and number of people on site. 
Um, so there's a couple of spots open, but not much. Um, but if you are interested in coming out to spectate, which means you have to volunteer, uh, you can check on the SAE website through the volunteer portal to see if there's any open positions. Sarah, are there any registration processes the uh, team should be aware of? Any changes the previous years when they get on site? So you guys should be aware of these changes already from the acknowledgement document submission. Um, we basically made sure that everyone read the new process and made each team submit a document uh, agreeing that they read the process and understand. The only major difference from a, a previous competition and this year is that in the past, we've been flexible in having handwritten add-ons onto the rosters. But this year, if you're not on the roster, you cannot come on site. And that's, I know it seems harsh, but it's unfortunately the way we have to operate. You know, it's a unique year and we have to be as safe as possible. So making sure that everybody understands the, the rules and um, puts themselves on that fast track roster is, is of the utmost importance. So we are already past that, that fast track roster deadline. Um, it was late uh, last week, I think the 14th or 15th. But I will say if you have somebody that you didn't get on your roster, but they you really, really want them to come and you're still within your 11 team member limit, email us at collegiatecompetitions at sa.org as soon as possible. Like, don't wait until the day before kind of thing. Like, email us as soon as you hear this and we can work to get them added on the back end. No promises at this point because we are juggling um, lots of other validation events. We still have knowledge event presentations going on. We've got a lot of moving parts, um, and it is teams' responsibilities to make sure that they are on that roster by the deadline, and each team did agree to that. But um, we will try our hardest to get somebody added on the back end so that they can still participate. We're obviously not out here to you know, crush anybody's dreams, but there is a certain amount of uh, onus that needs to be put on the teams to make sure that they're doing everything that they can ahead of time so that we can make sure that we can do everything that we can to keep everyone safe. People need to stay up to date for information for the event. Of course, download that Baja SAE app on your smartphone. A lot of the information is going to be there as it gets updates, whether that be schedule updates or notifications, especially live on the ground on events. Uh, there. You could look at the newsfeed on the app, um, but also you can go to BajaSA.net forward slash go forward slash news. Um, we are posting everything there. It's it's something that not only do you want to be following leading up to the competition, but you should be following this all the time. If you're an active Baja SA participant, you want to be following the newsfeed from the time you register in October until the time that it is uh, the event. So definitely stay tuned to that. Well, across the board, is there anything else that uh, uh, students should be aware of? Any last uh, 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 tips or anything for this year going into the Baja SAE Arizona event this year? Tony and Josh mentioned the the entrance where you'll be temperature checked and you'll get uh, you'll turn in your COVID liability waiver and everything. But uh, you'll get a wristband there, and then you'll also get a wristband at um, the on-site registration. Registration is the same as you've always known it, 
It's just a matter of making sure you have all that paperwork done ahead of time. But I think it's important to note as well that registration and the on-site process for Louisville will differ from Arizona. So if you are one of those teams that's coming to both, it's important that you stay tuned to that news feed and all the information that we're putting out because there are going to be slight differences that teams need to be aware of and prepare for. Yeah, so remember, you're dealing with a lot of issues with the on-site and, of course, uh, uh, restrictions and regulations are going to be different uh, uh, from state to state even at this point, correct? Yeah, definitely. So we're trying to keep it as consistent as possible just for not only the students, you know, um, brains, but for our own sanity as well. But there will definitely be some changes for sure. Josh, Tony, any other, anything else you want to add? I just really want to say, you know, thank you to all you guys listening. Um, thankful to Tony for having me be with him and the rest of our organizers. I'm just really excited to finally have this event. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So stay hydrated, keep that sunscreen on and have fun. Yeah, definitely want to echo everything that Josh said. We're, we're really excited to, to have you guys and to host you. Uh, we we're really excited to do it last year. We're just as excited to do it this year. So um, we're really looking forward to having you guys out and putting on what we think will be a pretty authentic desert race. Excellent. Looking forward to it and hoping to avoid the scorpions myself. Uh, but anyways, uh, looking forward to looking forward to see be on site. And hopefully this information helps everybody out that's listening, whether you're uh, probably listening to this within a week of seeing you on location in the event or uh, probably a lot of you are listening to it on the way to the event. Uh, we do appreciate uh, that and you staying informed and of course you want to if you want to in general stay informed we mentioned the app the podcast is going to give uh, notifications when we're uh, putting new episodes on uh, there and of course you can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or not on a platform that you're on let us know uh, let let the let sarah know let jamie know let me know if you see me on site with my photography shirt and camera and uh, we will get that taken care of because I know there's platforms popping up all the time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, until next time, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to Baja SAE Shop Talk. As always, we want to hear from you. So email BajaSAE at SAE.org. The show notes for this episode, as well as all others, can be found at www.BajaSAE.net slash podcast. Stay safe and we'll catch you next episode.